Hey, welcome back to the Local 636 Podcast, the new and improved Local 636 Podcast. And we are recording live in the Let's Groove Entertainment Studios. Uh, you know, a while ago, I put out a thing on Facebook looking for help, uh, looking for sponsors, looking for producers. Angel Diaz stepped up and um, we've got uh, a great deal worked out where we're going to record here and you can record here as well. So Let's Groove Entertainment Studios is open. Um, if you have a podcast, if you're thinking of doing a podcast, Angel's an awesome resource in the team here. Um, you can definitely create something that stands out as opposed to me recording from my couch, which is how I started. Nothing wrong with that, but um, got to start somewhere. But now we're ready for the prime time. We've got a cool setup. We've got a cool guest. Um, and we've got some cool producers bringing you this stuff. And uh, we've got cameras. And this is just great. We'll take some pictures and post them later. Uh, but thank you to Let's Groove Entertainment. And what's going on with the local 636? Wow, what's not going on? Um, not quite sure when this is going to come out. We're going to tell you about an event that Lydia has coming up. Um, as far as local 636, we've got um, we've officially signed on to do the tailgating at Lindenwood. Uh, so all the Lindenwood home games, local 636 will be there. You know it'll be fun. You know it'll be a party with us. Um, we'll have all of our merchandise for sale, obviously, some giveaways. We've even got some unique Lindenwood merch coming out for the games. Um, Lindenwood just went D1, which is a huge thing for St. Charles. Uh, they went Division One this year, so the games should start to be a little bit more important, probably a little more uh, better competition, uh, better teams, uh, and they're trying to make a big deal out of it. So if you haven't been to a Lindenwood game, have you been to a Lindenwood game, Lydia? No, I have it's not. It's super fun. We're going to drag you to one this year, but we'll be at all the Lindenwood games. Um, we've got a bunch of cool stuff we're going to pop up. Uh, a couple times, or pop open, pop up a couple times during the holiday shopping season uh, on Second Street, and yeah, just like us, follow us on Instagram, Facebook. We're at local six three six or local dot six three six. Local dot six three six. Yeah. I just tagged you. In Lydia somebody. doesn't do our uh, media. Jeannie Smith does, but uh, I we try to do. I an tag Instagram you guys thing in enough like, stuff. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah, I know it by heart. Yeah. Um, so follow us. Join the Facebook group. That's where you're going to get to know uh, everything that's going on and everything that we're doing. So. Today with us is Lydia Crespo, and Lydia is the owner of a brand called Argumen, Argumen? Argumen, yeah. Defiance, mm -hmm. and then the owner of Cozy Shop on Main Street. So say hi. Hi. I don't really know what, yeah, we're on, <laughs> we're on YouTube, we're on, we're on something. Um, this is so awesome. I, I am thrilled to be here. This yeah, is great. Yeah, it's funny, we were talking about side, and I was like, I'm not really sure what to expect as far as like setup, and, and we came down here, and I was just like, Whoa, I mean, I feel like a little kid on Christmas morning. Yeah, I'm with this. completely blown away. Yeah. This is this is incredible. And yeah. I'm really excited just to break this in with you. So, yeah. Yeah, it should yeah. be fun. Uh, I prepared a whole page of notes, as you can see. No, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. we're just going to have a. Why don't you show everyone what you brought? Uh, oh, not yeah. That. No, no, not oh, that. No, oh, no. gosh. The other come thing. on. The other thing that you brought. Lydia's uh, is. I'm very grabbing. crafty. <laughs> yeah, Lydia's a maker, and so this is our newest co-branded, oh, uh, yes. our newest co-branded product here available mm -hmm. at Cozy Shop. So, yep. um, I think Lydia, you just listened to Anthony Russo podcast, and you thought we're gonna get we're gonna get deep. On I this hope thing, he right? doesn't mean that. Like, I'm not like making fun of him at all. It's just I'm a crier. I like I was just I came prepared. I'm I'm a Girl Scout. So okay. I I'm always prepared, and I'm a crier. So I just decided to do some more. Local 636 branded merch for you I love guys. It. I mean, I'm always thinking for, about you. I appreciate always it. Thinking. And that's yeah. been, uh, you know, we'll, we'll kind of unpack that. But for people that don't know you and that don't know who you are and don't know what you are, um, you're a, a boutique shop on Main Street, but you're also a designer. Yep. The shirt you're wearing is a co-branded design, but it really, that shirt is your design. We just stamped our logo on it, which is, you know, kind of what we do. Um, 
But you have been extremely helpful, influential, and just helping to get our brand out there. You've been such a supporter from day one. Yeah. Um, and so for people that haven't been to Cozy, like definitely go check it out. A bunch of St. Charles stuff. I mean, you can kind of tell people what it is. Yeah. At Cozy Shop, what we do is um, everything in the shop is either handmade or designed in the Midwest. Uh, we're trying to keep it as local as possible. We really want to support that local artist and that local maker, that local small business um, that's representing the Midwest and make sure that they are, uh, well, that they're being represented, but also that, you know, they're getting what they need to to um to make their small business grow and work yeah. uh, that is our passion there so is that because you saw you are a maker yourself right and Correct. so you saw probably a need for oh, this yeah. to have your your stuff in places and absolutely and I, I like and I saw it from both sides right you know that I I wanted a shop and I know what what needs to go in to have these products move you know there are sometimes at a little bit of a higher price point um, there's sometimes like a little bit of a learning curve on how the products are made and that's not always getting translated or um, or talked about um, in the buying process so for me that was really important that the customers get to know that so and having a large wholesale business as I do with argument and defiance um, we're in over 300 shops throughout the U.S., wow. I had a really great working knowledge of what that wholesale process is going to look like um, and how those makers like to be treated. So I hope I'm doing a good job, but I think so far we've been pretty we've been pretty successful. I mean, I, I think everyone that I've talked to that goes in your shop is like, I'm not going to do a voice or anything, but it's like, it's so cute and it's so, it's this, it's this, and it's it's a great shop. Thank I mean, you. It's, you can, and you can be, you can be 16 to 80 and find something in there that you like, oh, right? Oh, 100%. It's not just for, yeah. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's for men and women. It is, yeah, from 16 to 8. I mean, even, like, we have a whole sticker wall. So, like, the kids right. go crazy for that. We have a yeah. we have the bath bomb called Monkey Farts that, like, oh. the 8-year-old crowd is just eating up right now. Does it smell like monkey farts? It smells like berries and bananas. It's fabulous. Oh, okay. Well, that yeah, makes sense. It's really that's kind nice. of their diet. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, in a, but, in a sense. You know, but that's, like, I mean, really there is something for everyone at our yeah. shop. So, um, awesome. And it's all, you can always rest, you know, assured that it's either handmade or designed in the Midwest. So you're not only just helping out our small business, you're also helping out another small business when you shop with us. You've so given that really pitch cool. before, huh? No, not at all. <laughs> Every time I turn on channel two, it's like you're on there promoting. We've got this, we've got this. And, um, actually it leads us to a thing that you're hosting, right? If you want to go ahead and talk yeah. about that. And then I want to kind of get into your story, but talk about the, um, the seminar or that's, is that the wrong yeah, word? Yeah. No, yeah. No seminar, panel discussion, panel discussion workshop, yeah. um, however you want to describe it. That's what we're doing. So, um, yeah, so it's a panel discussion. It's called making headlines for your business. And what I, what I wanted to do is, um, I, I'm very good at pitching my story. I'm really good at getting, um, that media attention through magazines and local news and, um, and other media out, outlets like podcasts. Yeah. Um, I'm, <laughs> I'm really good at getting that attention. So I wanted to share that knowledge. Um, and get it straight from the source. So I'll be leading a panel discussion with the folks from Show Me St. Louis, the editor-in-chief from Design STL, wow. um, someone from the St. Louis Post-Dispatch, and um, a former producer and our our friend, Jeannie Smith. Oh, Jeannie's in the... Jeannie, okay. Yeah, Jeannie is, uh, is on the panel, and she, awesome. she was a producer at uh, KSDK for a very long time. Yeah. Um, and so she's going to be there. Uh, so I'm going to lead this panel discussion, and we're going to talk about like how to write a press release, what should go in your press kit, what is a press kit? Um, and you can be coming to this at any level. Like if you are a seasoned, um, 
you know, professional that's used to doing these kind of media events, that's great. And you just need a little refresher because the, these things have changed quite a bit. Or if you're completely new, you're a brand new business and you're like, how do I get my, my business out there and in front of people's eyeballs? This is a great, you know, workshop for you. Yeah. It sounds like it's going to be great. Yeah. And I know you know what the vision program is, but for listeners out there, uh, vision program is the easiest way to say it's a leadership kind of program for St. Charles County. You go through, um, this series of, uh, it's, a, it's like a nine month program. You go through the series of days, classes, um, and Jeannie has organized like a similar panel for the, um, for our vision days. Mm-hmm. So I've been through probably like a smaller version and I mean, invaluable. Oh my gosh. Um, right. So much knowledge and so much like you're hearing from someone on the news, like, Hey, this is how you get in touch with us. Yeah. Like not my email address. Like this is what you say to, to catch our attention. Exactly. This is how it needs to be. This is what time you need to send it. This is the day you need to send it. Cause this is a slow news day. This exactly. is the time, like everything. You're just like, wow. Like, cause how many times have you sent something hoping to get something in return? And who knows if it was Crickets. just, yeah. Yeah. And who knows if it was just if it could have been worded better, if it could have been sent at a different time, right. if it could have been sent to a, you know, the correct person instead of the incorrect person. So yeah. really incredible stuff. And that is Wednesday, September 7th at the Foundry. Correct. Right? Yeah. Um, tickets are, uh, you can go to my website, the cozy, cozy shop, stl.com. Um, under our events tab, there's a direct link to get tickets. Uh, tickets are $25. Um, and um, I'm partnering with the city of St. Charles um, on this. This is something that I came to them with. And I said, hey, I think that the city of St. Charles, we are a Mecca for small businesses yeah. there. I mean, to, just on Main Street alone, yeah. it is a prime location for it. And I said, I really think that the uh, the city could benefit from doing stuff like this. So they heard me out. We're trying this out with the um, the making headlines for your business um, panel. And they, and they, they're making it happen. They're working with me to, they to do it. They are so good. It's amazing. Aren't they? Yes. Like, it's crazy. They want us to succeed. Yeah. And I think that's what's really exciting is yeah. that there's these these people in place to make sure that this happens. Yeah. That to, um, to take people like me who have an idea and just be able to run with it and yeah. give them the, uh, the support that they need to do it. And I think that's why you see so many small businesses start and succeed. And I think it has to do with the general population of St. Charles, too, and mm-hmm. Um, everyone I talk to, and I almost stopped asking the question because everyone I talk to and say, what do you love about St. Charles? It's the same answer. Yeah. It's that my friends want to see me succeed. My neighbors want to see me succeed. You know, and in this case, and, and other cities in, within St. Charles County, too, yeah. but specifically St. Charles City is just like, you want to do what? Oh, uh, yeah, cool. That makes sense. Uh, let's do it. Yeah. You know, and it's How like. How can I help? Yeah. Yeah. At, at where, where else are you going to get that? That's yeah. amazing, yeah. right? It yeah. is cool. It yeah. is very cool. Let's back up a little bit. I want to get into a little bit of your story. Um, you are, if I'm correct, is that okay? Do we need to get, we need yeah, to know, I'm, I'm going to warm up right now. <laughs> you are I'm not making fun of him. I swear. <laughs> oh, I don't think you're making fun of him. I think it's, I think we were talking off mic or camera or whatever about, I was just like, that was a moment for me. Like oh that gosh. was like, that was like a, you know, sometimes you do things, uh, and you're like questioning, is this the right thing to do? Am yeah. I, am I making a difference? Am I doing what I set out to do what I wanted to do? And it's moments like that where you're like, Okay. That was real. That was yeah. a real thing that just happened because of this, you know, and it's, it was awesome. And I, I'm the kind of guy that if I see you cry, I'm going to cry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, same. And so it didn't, you know, it didn't bode well for me either, but uh, no, that was cool. And I don't think, I, I think it's a compliment. I think it's a nod. Maybe and we can. When I tell this co-branded. story too, cause it is emotional for me. Sometimes I do. And I, I, I did at one time burst into tears in the middle of like an artist meeting at the, at the foundry. Really? Yeah. And it was front of, in front of the new executive director, director, excuse me, 
uh, the new executive director, Hilda Andres, and I just burst into tears. And I, so anyways, yeah. How did you, did you have to excuse yourself? Did you... Uh, I tried to hold it together, but I, sure. I, I didn't. Uh, well, and luckily everybody else in the room started sobbing too. Okay, there you go. The Foundry is just a very special place. <laughs> special place within a special place. Yes, it is. Yeah. yeah. Well, if you if that happens here, we'll just we'll just get through. We'll it. just roll we'll, with we'll it. We'll let it breathe, yeah. and yeah. maybe I'll join in. So we'll see. Okay. We need to get Russo on that sponsorship, though. Yeah. Some some Kleenexes. Maybe he can write a yeah. song about yeah. it. Yeah, that would be great. Um, <laughs> So you were you are from St. Charles, like born and raised. Not born, but okay. raised. Yeah, raised in St. Charles. Yeah. So you're from St. Charles. Do you feel Correct. like a local? Do you feel oh like yeah. A, okay. Yeah. yeah. You know, there's sometimes I've been here for like 15 or 16 years, and sometimes it's like, well, you're not really from there. It's like, wow. Well, no. I've been here a long time. Yeah. That is a thing. With, that is a St. Charles thing, though. It. it like it a St. Charles is. County yeah. thing. Well, know? I guess, and when there is like your neighbors, like five generations of St. Charles, right. maybe. Yeah. So, my great yeah. great grandparents lived in this yes. house. There's yeah. a lot of that. Yeah. All right. So you're from you're from St. Charles. How long did you want to be like a designer? Did you figure that out from a young age? Was it in college? Yeah, um, I I always knew I was good at art. It okay. was the only thing I was good at. And um, in high school, I was a terrible student. Um, okay. I just, I, I mean, really, and just going nowhere with my life fast. And um, and I, I guess like around it was two thousand two, two thousand three. Um, I started working on Main Street at the Tintype Photo Parlor. Oh, cool. And um, and again, I was just always drawn to these kind of creative outlets. And so the Tintype Photo Parlor was a really great place to do that because I could take photos all day. And um, around that same time, the Foundry Art Center was being built. And uh, or rehabbed, I should say. How old are you? Uh, are you 16, okay. 17-ish. Yeah. Yeah, somewhere around there. When you yeah. say you were going nowhere... You were just like a bad student or were you like into bad stuff? Oh, no, I was okay. just a bad st- I was, I'm, you, you know. Just weren't, you just weren't great yeah, academically. Yeah, and I didn't, okay. and, you know, there was no examples of like artists in my life, sure. you know. And so for me, it, it just, I was good at art. Okay, what, you know, what the heck do you do with that? Right. You know, it's, it's tough. And, um, and I, I knew I was skilled at this, but it just wasn't, I, I knew I wasn't going to, I didn't know what to do with it, yeah. basically. You know, I had this superpower that I just didn't know what to do with. Reminds me of that scene on The Office where Jim's brothers prank Pam and they tell her how she's never going to make money as an artist, but it really, really, it hits, really her. I mean, hits her. It's hard to, it's hard to do that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And because the examples you see are in museums and they're all dead. Right. <laughs> yeah, correct. So it, it, how do you, how well, do and you there's get no like lower point? tier, right? Like no. it's like museum and then like, you know, person selling it on the street. Like there's kind of nothing in the yeah, middle there. Exactly. And I, I didn't want to be destitute, you know, I, I, and I thought that was my only option, you know, was to either like to starve and then hopefully after I'm dead, end up at a museum or just (laughs) not. (laughs) Hashtag life goals. Wow. (laughs) Living the dream or not living the dream at all, actually dying in the dream. Um, But yeah, or just not pursuing this at all. So so that's the, you know, and, you know, 16 year old me is, you know, you have no long-term thinking when you're that age. Sure. So uh, e- even trying to wrap your head around that is really tough. And uh, and you just don't feel like there's any options. But here comes the Foundry Arts Center, which is unlike any place in the Midwest. I mean, it is a space that was built for artists. So there's uh, right now there's 14 full-time working artists there. They're all mid-career. Uh, they're making a living. Um, and they're doing their artwork. Um, and, they, and there's space for them there at the Foundry. Yeah. So this was, I would park 
um, at the foundry and then walk around and just look into the studios and watch them working and ask them questions. And for me, having that example of, oh, this is the midpoint. This is, this is, you know, people making a living. This is on the street foundry art center. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. No, (laughs) there is, that there is, there is a way to do this, to, to have a living, to, um, to be able to feed yourself, to, you know, to perhaps even have a family, you know, um, that like, it's a, it's not just destitute, you know, it is, or, you know, starving artists that there actually is a medium Yeah, and, and that also that they're, they're thriving. There's a place for them in St. Charles, yeah. which is great. Were they, I, I mean, I think the answer is yes, obviously because of where you are, but they were receptive to you coming around asking questions. They oh, were, yeah. okay. Yeah. They, they loved it. Okay. And, um, and, th- and that's what the, that's what it's there for too, is that it, this, this space is open to the public. It, the public is welcome to come in, yeah. look, ask us questions, look, watch us working. There's huge, huge windows that are just for that purpose so that people can just come in and, um, and watch what we're doing and see what we're working on. Um, art sometimes is a little mysterious. I think a lot of people just don't feel like they always understand it or they're not looking at it right. But if you can have those conversations with the artist and or watch them work, it kind of takes some of the mystery out of it and um, and allows you to participate, which is what the Foundry's purpose is. Wow. Yeah. How, that was a, just a glowing, I've never heard it described like that. And it makes me want to go there right now. I mean, that's, we should talk about some like PR for the foundry or something. It's a wonderful, wonderful place. It is. And I've been there obviously. And yeah. I, and I, I'm into, I don't know that I'm into like art, but I'm into like creativity and like creative oh, yeah. classes and stuff. And I've never even would consider doing that. Right. Right. I mean, and and then it pairs well because there's the artist upstairs, right? And then there's a huge gallery space down. There's actually two gallery spaces right. downstairs. So you can see the work as it's happening and then also as it's finished. Okay. And, um, and it's a rotating um, exhibition that's happening at the Foundry. And it's just, yeah, like I said, it's just a great place. So, okay, so you're 16, you're at the yeah. Foundry. 16 to 18, presumably. Somewhere, somewhere in there. Somewhere yeah. in there. Yeah. At some point you decide, I need to go to college or I want to go to college for... What specifically? I know you went to a design school or a yeah. school. Yeah. Well, but. first I went to Flow Valley. Okay, uh, sure. Which actually shout has, out NoCo. Yeah. All right. Oh man, yeah, North County. We called like, that thirteenth grade. Yeah. So I went. To, I went to Hazelwood <laughs> West, and like the people that went to Flow Valley. I've heard that. Grade. Yeah, yeah, that was. Great. I think that's common, like a common community college. Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah. And like I said, I didn't have the grades to actually get into a good school, and okay. I wasn't prepared to. There was also a lot of other stuff going on in my life that that at that time that just was preventing me to leave home. Um, so it just, you know, for me, going to Flow Valley was great, and it actually is. It is a wonderful art program, so it sets you up so that you can have that okay. that portfolio, so, so that, that you can get into those um, those uh, design schools or art schools. Um, and and I, I mean, I ended up getting a fairly. Uh, almost a full ride. It wasn't quite, but to the School of the Art Institute of Chicago. Okay. Yeah. Based on what you did at Flow Valley. Based on what I did at Flow Valley. Very cool. And I I guess like, you know, us, the, I don't know how many percentage, but the people that go to like a regular school, I'm using air quotes if you're just Mm -hmm. listening, like, you know, the people that go to a traditional four-year university, we have to test in, we have to write, send a resume. Are you just sending examples of artwork? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. There's actually what's called portfolio days. Okay. So actually representatives from the school will come and they'll look at your work and, um, and just, and you get to 
take them through everything. You have your whole CV there so that they can see what you're doing in addition to making this artwork, what shows you're exhibiting in, um, what other um, what other projects or murals or um, community things that you're working on. And you have this whole conversation with them and take them through it. It's something, it's a very, again, it's a process that like, I'm really happy that I had Flow Valley there and the um, the, the professionals and um, and teachers there to help me through all of this because my parents had no idea. They had no entrance sure. into the art. And that's actually something that we've talked about at the Foundry too is to like, okay, so your kid is really into the arts. You know, you, you, you as a parent, I know just want to make them, you know, help them succeed and do everything. So like, or you just how think do they're you, a weirdo. Or yeah, or you like, think they're a weirdo <laughs> and you're just like, no way, I'm not going to let you do it, which is also, that is real. That sure. is a real oh, thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, I had to do a lot of convincing with my parents. It's not a phase. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Gosh, you don't understand. <laughs> which there was a lot of that too. Yeah, that- but um, yeah, that's something that I, you know, we've talked about doing at the foundry as well. So like, and I think that could work in that, this kind of, you know, my whole broader idea of professional practice yeah. courses as well, just to bring it back to that a little bit. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I want to touch on that because that is, um, that's an interesting piece. And I, I think that's, has a lot to do with why you're successful um, is oh, because you. of, of, because you know how to navigate that space. But um Take me, okay, so you're in Chicago. Do you have like a, you have a major, an area or something? Yeah, um, so at at the School of the Art Institute of Chicago, they don't have majors, you have focuses. Sure. Okay. So I focused on fiber and material studies. Fiber and material yeah. studies. And that then sounds I, really specific. Yes, yeah. Um, and then I did minor in um, art history and I almost minored in chemistry as well. So. You can do chemistry there. Mm-hmm. Because Because it was available and my uh, my background is in fiber material studies. So I was doing a lot of dye. And uh, so I needed that chemistry background to make sure I didn't accidentally blow up myself or kill myself sure. or, you know, just poison myself. It seems like that it should be stuff. mandatory if it's yeah, a big yeah. of a concern. It, it is. I mean, there's <laughs> there's a class at um, at uh, SAIC called Art Kills. And it's just about like all oh, of the really? horrible, like, toxic, awful, like, you know, stuff that's like in cadmium, you know, paint and, you wow. know, uh, all of that stuff. So that, I mean, it's, it's, interesting. I, I joke, but like, I mean, it was, I thing. really did it for my own safety. Yeah. And, wow. um, and I mean, chemistry in art school all of a sudden made sense. I mean, like my brain was unlocked where, okay. where I was talking about before in high school, I was a terrible student. I never could get past like any science class or anything. All of a sudden I have these real life objects and put things, it in yeah yeah things mm-hmm. that i'm putting into real context all of a sudden my brain is unlocked and i feel like i can take on the yeah. world so yeah it took me literally three years to pass math 101 they had I to you. i dropped it i never failed the class I'd, i would drop it because yeah. whatever um they came out my junior year of college with a math 101 e which is explorations Mm -hmm. and that's exactly what it was it was putting it into like real life scenarios and it was like okay well i can do like i can do this math i can do street math (laughs) you know yeah i could figure that out um but so that's interesting that that was the same thing with science when it's something that you and i guess that is with anything when it's something that you care about if it's put in those terms yeah it makes you, it's easier to relate to, but you want to relate to it. Absolutely. You want to understand it. And you're like, oh, well, that's why this and this. Okay. Yeah. So, And you're not like, you, you feel, you don't feel so um, overwhelmed by failure then too. Cause you're like, I really want to make this work or I'm excited or I'm whatever it is. You, you just want to make your brain wrap around it. Yeah. And that's, that's how it. You realize yeah. the importance of it to what you want to do Absolutely. as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so two years there. 
Two years in school? Uh, yeah, three, two years two there. Half. Yeah, two, two two and a half. Yeah. yeah. I um I I mean I wanted to minor in chemistry, but I ran out of money. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I you graduated. Can go back and get that chemistry minor. Yeah, I, I could. I could, I guess. Um I so I graduated and I actually um 15 undergrads uh, from the School of the Art Institute are chosen every graduating class to receive a grant. It's the ones who excel, who are doing things that they think, uh, that the administration thinks um, award, deserve an award, you sure. know, and because they want to put money towards like whatever they're going to be doing next. And I was one of those 15. Wow. And I use that to start Argument and Defiance. Okay. And I, and so I got a website. I like continued my education uh, by studying with a, a uh, die master that happened to be in Chicago and was wow. teaching like five miles away from me. So I was biking to her studio every morning and it was great. Wow. And then, um, and then I was just, I was just learning. I was, I, I was Googling how to register a business, how to, you know, just doing all of that stuff yeah. and not sleeping and working several jobs just to make it work. And we were, we were living in a horrible, tiny little apartment. Which too. you had a story about, which I, I, I cut you off because I wanted to save it for the podcast, but tell me about your studio and the apartment Yeah, and you know, what that kind of did for you. And yeah. So having, uh, having a studio is very important to an artist. And especially when you're in a city like Chicago, you're not always offered that luxury. And uh, so for me, I always had a studio, you know, like a little bitty corner. And again, it was kind of a blessing and a curse because it was always within my line of sight because we had this teeny little apartment. And, and so it was always on my mind, you know, an unfinished project was always sitting on the table or, um, and I knew that I had to work it or. Is that good or bad? Or it, is, it, uh, is it both? I, I'm sure it fed into some really fun anxieties. Yeah, <laughs> right. I mean, did it, did it like keep you up at night? Oh did yeah. It, 100%. Okay. Yeah. When it's the last thing you see when you, you know, go to sleep and it's the first thing you see when you wake up, yeah. it's, it's kind of like, Hey, you just spent a ridiculous amount of money and, um, and convinced your parents to let you come to the city and do this. And, and it's just sitting oh, here okay. unfinished for a, three days. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot of expectations that you put on yourself. Sure. Yeah. And then also, you know, and then you put the grant on top of that, you know, or the fellowship on top of that, that, oh, the school even believes in you, you know, yeah. then, you know, you, you got to make it work. I find the opposite sometimes. And the only thing I can really relate to that is, is like the gym is like going to work out mm -hmm. because I've tried to have a home gym or some stuff around. And I find that I, if it's in my home, I'm distracted by other stuff. Yeah. Did that happen? Yes. So like to go to the gym now, I have to leave. Yeah. I know once I leave, I'm not coming back. I'm going to go do the thing and then I'm going to come back. Yeah. But if I'm at home, it's like, Oh, well, this needs to be done. Yeah, I can, exactly. I can, I got a 45 second rest. I can knock out an email or I can do this. Exactly. Or, or I'll, I'll do it in an hour after the dishes yeah. are done or yeah, yeah or whatever. It, yeah. I, I can, it's, I like it is separation. Like it's kind of like the working from home oh, thing it's too. Great. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, and I, 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 well, it's, it's, I had to have that eventually. Yeah. And, um, and I talked with my, my now husband Val about it and, and, um, and I clearly, I took him out to dinner and I was just like, and I was like, plead in my case. And I was like, look, and he has always been my number one supporter and amazing and just, um, just fantastic. And I, you know, told him that I needed a, I needed a space and we were talking through the options and everything. And I th said, what if we move all of our bedroom furniture into the living room and then make our only bedroom into my studio? Wow. And he was like, okay. 
And, and I was like, great. And then we didn't talk about when it would happen or anything like that. <laughs> he came home one day. <laughs> no, oh. he did it. Oh, he did it. I came home. Oh, wow. I know. That's amazing. That's what I mean. Like, yeah. he's the best. Yeah. Um, and, um, yeah, and he had moved everything while I was, I was working at Home Depot in the paint department at the oh, time. Awesome. Um, and a, a number of other jobs, too. I think I was working at an art gallery. So, But I specifically remember I came home from the Home Depot job because I wouldn't get off until, like, midnight. It was, um, it was one that was open, I think, 24 hours. Oh, yeah. um, and... And I got off and I just started crying. <laughs> just, I was, I, he's just the best. And yeah. he, when I, when I say he's my number one supporter, he really, really is. He's. You have to have that, right? Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. you know, I, I, a lot of people that are self-employed, you don't see the behind the scenes, right? Yeah. Um, and whether, whatever that is, but yeah. a supportive spouse is, I'm not going to say it's like absolutely necessary, but you can't have a non-supportive spouse. I yeah. Don't think. Yeah. Um, but that is that that won't it won't work if right. you if you don't yeah. But being self-employed, I mean, a supportive spouse is, you know, I mean, I have tons of stories of Leah doing something like that, yeah. and coming into my office to make phone calls for me, and working the booth at yeah. whatever festival, well, yeah, right? For, yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. And and just getting the word out. I mean, she even every time I post about local six three six in the shop, she's the first one that likes oh, yeah. it. You know, she's. Yeah. She's there. Like, you need that support in yeah. your life, you know? Yeah. And, I mean, how many – I don't know if she does this for you, but, like, how many wedges has, like, they talked you off of as well where you're like, this isn't working. Oh. I'm, like, I'm exhausted. I'm – yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 Countless. So, yeah. Yeah. You have to have that support. So, how – get me back to St. Charles from Chicago. Okay. How – when – So – Why? Well, so, just one more thing about the studio, too. So, okay. like, we – the this the bedroom studio worked for for a while and then um the neighbors upstairs in our apartment upstairs moved out and um and I had always thought like boy if I could just have the whole apartment as my studio that would be fantastic and that really would have mean I made it and I did it wow I don't know if I made it exactly sure. but like you always set those things and yeah. then once you get there you're like Oh, well, that was it. That was yeah. okay. Well, I haven't yeah. made it. I just did that thing. Exactly. Which is cool. It's a, it's a stepping stone, right? Oh yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. And you think it's going to be so easy. And when you've met that, that threshold, like you've made it. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. It, like was a whole nother set of issues, yeah. but, um, but yeah, so like I had, we were living on the third floor of the apartment building. My studio was on the second floor. Um, and it was, and it was fantastic. And really being able to shut and lock that door yeah. to your point about like, the you know yourself. separation yeah. was huge yeah. for me yeah um so and i mean really that's when the business did start taking off in new and really interesting directions um that's when i started working with um urban outfitters uh west elm yeah, um, your resume is incredible oh thank you i mean thank I, you. I think i've heard you mention that stuff before but actually yeah. seeing it in writing yeah I mean, like uh, Graceland, uh, like the Elvis Presley, you know, like yeah. they've commissioned me to do work um, wow. for them. It's uh, it's just the people that I've been able to work with is remarkable. But I had to have that space to yeah. do, and I knew that all along. I had to have that space. Yeah, we yeah. make certain sacrifices financially, yeah. and yeah, exactly. You know, sometimes otherwise, and yeah. uh, but it pays off if you obviously did it right. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I was working, again, several jobs to make it work, you sure. know, and I would just, and I would always have to make time for the studio and yeah. really make that a priority. Yeah. yeah. And then you move back here. Yeah. And then I moved <laughs> back here. So we got, so I, you know, I got to a point where, I mean, that I was able to kind of keep quitting the jobs, keep quitting the sure. jobs. Right. And then finally that was the, that was my sole income. 
And, um, and I was doing that for a while. And, and then it kind of occurred to me one day that I was like, Oh, I could do this anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, my husband is born and raised in Chicago. Never, ever, ever okay. thought he would leave. Um, and, and again, I floated the idea to him and he was like, and he, at, he was kind of at a point in his career where he just kind of was hitting a wall and, yeah. and he was like, okay. And, and we just started looking at options yeah. and St. Charles just made m- the most sense because it's where my family's from. We knew if we got into any big trouble, we would, you know, sure. always be able to have a softer landing than the if cost we of were. living is a third half or a oh third my, of the cost. I, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, it's, uh, I, a third is a four, a quarter. Yeah, yeah probably, I mean, yeah. no kidding. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like, and we, it's it's not like, again, we weren't destitute, but like, it was just, it's hard running a business. Well, yeah, and you have to take, age. it's okay to take risks, yeah. but some of them have to be calculated, right? Yeah. And like you said, we have, we have a landing zone here. We have a, a safety net or whatever, however you want to look yeah. at it, that if something doesn't go according to our plan, we have this, we have this option and we exactly. can regroup. Um, you opened your store in 2020. Yeah. Yeah. Before March or after March? <laughs> um, before March. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It was talk scary. about that. I mean, uh, there's a lot we can talk about, but like, I mean, that had to blindside oh, you, obviously. Oh, it was and terrifying. Just, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was absolutely terrifying. And again, I remember like specifically crying to Val and just saying like, I, I don't, I don't know. I'm going to lose everything. I'm going to, I'm just going to lose everything. Um, at and the I same time, terrified. did you think like, good thing we moved back here? Oh yeah. Because yeah. yeah. Uh, because we, well, yeah, we were just in a way better situation yeah. um, all around, you yeah. know, and, um, and way more prepared to handle something yeah. like that. Yeah. So like we were, uh, yes. Yeah. And it's, it's funny you bring that up because there was, and I, I try to do this a lot. I just try to change my perspective of like, I, I was scared. I thought I was going to lose everything. And so I thought to myself, I'm like, I'm just going to enjoy it. However long it lasts, I'm just yeah. going to, I'm just going to enjoy this ride. And if I have to like, how long did it take job, you to get there? <laughs> like a, a couple of quick. weeks. That's quick. Yeah. A couple of weeks. Yeah. <clears throat> and I just, yeah. And I think, I think that really helped my mindset of just appreciate every sale that was coming sure, in and that makes and, it yeah. right and when there's no expectations or low expectations it, it makes it because one thing I was going to get at a, a question I've been thinking about with you and and we've kind of touched on your um I guess the business owner side of you right so like I'm an insurance agent that mm-hmm. you know by trade um that kind of goes like you would think at least that kind of goes hand in hand with being able to like know how to register a business right like those same qualities mm-hmm would transfer. Yeah. An artist seems to me that it would be completely opposite. Yes. Right? Like yeah. attention to detail and filling out forms and not atten- not that it's a lack of attention to detail, but just No, but I yeah, I mean you're right. I mean it's just it's not my favorite thing to do, that's for sure. So did you have to you're not naturally that way. No. You had to train yourself to yeah. do it or Yeah, I have to train my I have to work very very hard to be organized. And and I just know that from well from working all of the jobs I did. I mean, my brain just works differently. Sure. And and again, that was, again, a, a big source of my frustration in school is that like I was being taught one way when my brain wants to learn another. So I've always had to flip it. And so when it comes to the business side of things, it's like, okay, well, I, I know I'm just going to have to, there's a built-in expectation that I'm yeah. going to have to put in a little extra work into this. Um, so for me, it's, it's no big deal. Okay. Yeah. Well, I was going to ask if that ever took away from the, the joy 
that you get out of designing and doing that stuff, does that ever put a damper on it that like, Oh yeah. I mean, I have to do my, I have to get my taxes done. Yes. Like, yeah. 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 I mean the, the day I was able to like, you know, just give all of that away was the best day of So my you've life. got some of that handed off now yeah. then? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's nice. Yeah, it is nice. Yeah. But and I mean, even, but still having a working knowledge of how it works so that you can hand it off so that you can still, you still have to manage it. Absolutely. You didn't, you didn't get rid of your business owner. You just kind of transferred some stuff and now you have to manage the person that exactly. does it. Exactly. You kind of have to oversee it, but. And if, that was a learning curve as well, because I mean, as an artist, you're so solo all the time, right? Yeah. You know, I'm in my studio by myself. I'm making it work by myself. I'm hustling by myself, all of it. And then all of a sudden when, when I have a shop, um, I all of a sudden have to have studio assistants and shop employees and a mm. store manager. Yeah. And how, how do I manage all of that has been a huge learning curve. I was not great at it. Even being in the oldest of, you know, three girls, sure. I thought like, oh, I got this. No, I did not. <laughs> that's usually when you find out you don't. Got yes, it. that's I do not. I do not. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to talk about um, that. And then that is, to me, I think that's kind of what, I don't want to say separates you, but you have to be able to either learn that or do that side, yeah. right? Like, I'm sure there's thousands of super talented artists that would, um, deserve is the wrong word, but that could have their own shop, right? Oh, yeah, like their yeah. stuff is good enough. It's cool enough. Yeah. People like it. I am by no means the most talented person out there, like by a long shot. And my, just looking at my shop and all the other amazing artists that we represent there, you can, you see that like, you know, but I think again, just my, I, I know I keep bringing it back to like school and stuff, but I just had such a hard time. And, um, and then like the moment I learned that you just, it's your brain is just different and you just learn differently. It's fine. Well, you just now gonna, yeah. you're, you're a little bit younger than me, I think, but I mean, we're same, same generation, yeah. same age. Right. Um, you know, and they didn't have this stuff like these caps programs right. and all these things, these explorative programs right. that you could do. Like we went to, we had to take math and then algebra and then this, and like, if you checked all the boxes, you got a degree and you moved on to the next thing, but it wasn't, it was just teaching to whatever the book said. There was no, yeah, yeah there was no, like the kid, the, the guys that had it <clears throat> and girls were the people that were in the trades. Right. Like they had that figured out. Right. And they're like, right. you're not really great at this part. Maybe you can do this. Yeah. And you know, those were the people in high school that you kind of like, well, they, they're not cutting it. Like, you know, I feel like a lot of times they would get not looked down on, but you know, you, you maybe view them as different. Yeah. And then they come out of college and, and you're like, oh, wait a minute. Wait, I, maybe I should have done that. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but that's that. That's what it is, is they're teaching to their, to how their brain works or to their skill set yeah. and preparing them for something. And I, unless I'm wrong, up until recently, there that didn't really exist no. for like a creative type, for an entrepreneur type, for a designer, yeah. for someone that wanted to do IT, like anything. Really. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, so, it was just, if you, if you didn't do X, Y, and Z and couldn't get into this college, then sorry, yeah. you know, and that's kind of how I felt. So yeah. yeah, I, yeah, I'm sorry. We got off on a little bit of a tangent. I can't remember even how we got here, but like that's, yeah. uh, that's the podcast, but that that's the podcast, <laughs> but that, that is like, just to keep bringing it back. That's just, I knew I had to put in a little bit of extra work all, yeah. you know, always like, especially cause the creative stuff comes really easily to me. Sure. So the, the finance, the business, the, you know, the, even just organization, I just have to put in a little extra work. Hard work beats talent when talent doesn't show up. Oh my gosh. Right? Yes. Yeah. I mean, you can't, you can't replace hard work. Right. Um, my oldest is 
really liking soccer and really getting good at it. And I don't know if she's good, but what I tell her all the time is you're, you're outworking everyone. You're running faster. You're running harder. You're not giving up on stuff, you know, and that's at the age that she's at, that's going to be talent right Right now. Does she have talent? I don't know. Can she develop it? Maybe, but I I think so. But the point is right now she's working hard and that's why she's successful. Right. You strip away everything else. If you're still working hard, you know, that's, that's a lot of times what it comes down to. Before we wrap, I want to talk about your shirt. Oh, not the, I mean, the logo is awesome. I love the logo obviously, but how is that the inverse tie dye? How is that born? Like, tell me about it. Cause it's an awesome shirt. It's, I get compliments on it every time all I the wear time it. right every time i wear it. yeah all yeah. we have to do is put it out in front of the store and everybody comes in it's yeah. awesome um yeah so um it was just i mean through the pandemic tie-dye was really big and but i wanted to put my own spin on it i'm um and so i just just started to do um a little bit of bleach work and um and i'm using a bleaching agent that's like safer on fabric so it's not just straight bleach okay. um and so kids at home don't go buy like a gallon of bleach and dump it on your clothes well, it's not going to look like that yeah i mean it will eat through it in yeah. like two washes right I don't think kids yes listen to this, I, but yeah Adults. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah. So that's so that's what I did with this, and then I take it an extra step in the studio too, where um, there's a more colorful version of it, where we're actually painting, hand painting the dye back right. onto it. Um, so it's like this really interesting kind of moody tie dyed mm. look that I really I really dig a lot. Yeah. So that was born during the pandemic, just yeah. kind of okay. And is there anyone that you know doing like I'm sure someone has to be doing something similar somewhere, right? I oh, mean, I'm so. I'm sure. Okay. Yeah. And I try not to I don't know. I just let it, you know, roll off my back and you know, we're all there's all enough for everyone out there. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um just uh, you know, when I wear that shirt and especially if we're somewhere popping up or at an event and we have that shirt to sell, um, it's always really I love talking about it. Yeah. Like uh, and what I love about it is sometimes if someone wants a certain size, I hold up two different ones because they're all different. Right. You right. know, some of the oranges and browns are different. Right. Like yeah. you can hold and the you know, the black's usually black, but that. Exactly. All. But even like the width of the stripes are, mm-hmm. is a little bit different. Yeah. And I do. I'm so glad to hear you say that because like for me, that's like I'm, I let people in the shop. I'm like unfold as many of them as you want. Yeah. That's part of the process. It's so much fun. Well, and yeah. that's the art of it, right? right? Like if you have the same shirt as everyone else. Exactly. Um, it's not. It's still cool. It can still be cool. Yeah. But the fact that you have on something unique. Yeah. Um, that there's not a single one. like, And even if I tried, I couldn't make another one like exactly like the one that you yeah, have. It's correct. really cool. Yeah, very cool. Yeah. Why don't you promo that um, one more time and tell everyone about your shop and your hours and what they can expect down there. All right. So uh, the making headlines for your business is going to be at the Foundry Arts Center at, um, at on a, oh, excuse me. Sorry. Should I clap? <laughs> <laughs> We can leave that in. What'd you mess up? <laughs> if we leave this in, the clap was to, to set an edit point. Yes. What'd you mess up? Uh, I just I just messed up. Oh, you the, just tripped the over day. the words yeah, there. Yeah, exactly. September, right. Wednesday, September Wednesday, 7th. Wednesday, yeah. So Making Headlines for Your Business is the panel discussion that I'm leading at the Foundry Arts Center Wednesday, September 7th at the Foundry Arts Center. Uh, there's going to be a bar and uh, light appetizers. Bar? A bar. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Lead I mean, with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then you can the find there. me at the Foundry Arts Center most days. Um, I'm in studios 10 and 11. If I'm not there, my studio assistant, Ray, will be there, and he's amazing, and he can um, answer any questions. And then I can also be found at a cozy shop on Main Street, and that is, we are like caddy quarter for Grandma's Cookies, so we're like the best spot on Main Street. Oh, my gosh. Yes. And down the street from Riverside Suites yeah. as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, pop in there. Um, it, people a lot of times are asking where we can get local 636 mm-hmm. gear. 
um, unfortunately right now, just when we pop up, but always obviously direct them to Cozy. And, yeah. Um, they're always in good hands with you or yeah. Linda or someone. Yeah. Um, Mom. <laughs> quick plug to Let's Groove Studios again. Um, this podcast space is available. Uh, we'll put that in the show notes so you can find out how to do that. But thank you so much to Angel and Let's Groove for uh, sponsoring this. And um, this is cool. I'm just, I'm in love with this. Um, what a great first episode. Thanks for joining me. Oh my gosh. I'm so glad I could just break in the studio. It's amazing. Yeah. I'm very excited. You didn't even have to use the Kleenex. Yeah. We made it. We made it. 